Welcome to another episode of the OT Sports Podcast with me, your host, Otis Mason. Today we will be highlighting some of the news and the scores from the NFL games. Let's go! First up, we have the New England Patriots, 50, Jaguars, 10. The New England Patriots got back to them old selves with this game. The defense definitely came to play. They had three interceptions. I said three interceptions for the game. Mr. Interception himself, J.C. Jackson, added another interception to his total to make it eight for the season. That's the second most in the NFL this season. Mac Jones in the Patriots offense definitely showed out as well. Mac Jones threw for three touchdowns with running back Stevenson and Harris, both two touchdowns apiece. Them boys was running. Especially Damian Harris in that first half, unstoppable. He was getting in the end zone no matter what. Trevor Lawrence for the Jacksonville Jaguars went 17 for 23 for 193 yards, one touchdown, and three interceptions. To me, I don't expect that out of him next year unless they keep the same coaching staff. I know they got rid of Myers, but they're going to have to make some type of changes. This Trevor Lawrence is not Trevor Lawrence right now, especially not the Clemson. I know it's a big difference from coming from college football to the NFL, but he was a pretty good college football quarterback. So I expect next year for them to be a whole lot better. With this win, the Patriots clinched the playoffs. Yes, my Patriots clinched the playoffs again. We used to it by now. Y'all should be used to it too. Let's just keep this going on into the playoffs, and let's get back to this Super Bowl like we used to. Now we have the Raiders 23, Colts 20. This game was decided by the kicker. Carson Wentz, he went for 16 for 27 for a measly 148 yards with one touchdown. Despite losing, Jonathan Taylor showed up again with a 100-yard game. He went for 108 yards and one touchdown. To me, he got to be in the MVP race. He almost knocking on 2,000 yards for the season. He got, I think it's 17-34 so far. He may not hit the 2,000 yards, but we still got to put him in the MVP race. That boy was running. All season long. Derek Carr on the other side of the field went for 24 for 31 with 255 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. Carr, to me, he played fairly well, but we can't forget about the two interceptions that he threw. But he put them in a good position to get Carson in range for the game winner. It was only a 33-yarder, so that was fairly easy. But I'm a big advocate. Don't ever put the game in the kicker's hand. Especially these past couple seasons, the kickers haven't been doing too good. But they handed it over to the kicker, and he did his job. He squeaked it on past that goalpost, and it went in. Game Raiders. All right, next we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 28, and the New York Jets, 24. My, oh, my, oh, my. Tom Brady does it again. Comes up in the clutch yet again. Two minutes left, no timeouts. Win the game again. We should be familiar with this. I, 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 I yet to understand why teams leave any amount of time on the clock for Tom Brady, especially if he's down. I can understand if they up, they winning. And yeah, you can, because at that point, they're just going to run the ball, run the clock out. But if he's losing, you're going to give him two minutes on the clock. You really think he's not going to go out there and score? He had done it too many times already in his career. But had to find out the hard way. 
So they left him two minutes with no timeouts, zero timeouts. And he scored in one minute and 57 seconds. But, hey, that's Tom Brady. That's what you call a real two-minute drill. They practice it all the time. And, hey, he used to doing it, so that was just easy work for him. He threw a 33-yard touchdown to Grayson for the lead and came up clutch to win the game. Grunt, he finished out the game with seven receptions for 115 yards. That's easy work for him. Him and Tom Brady, they got that connection like no other quarterback and tight end connection ever. So we'll see if Tom Brady and Grunt will be able to keep this going into the playoffs, especially with them having most of their wide receivers down. I mean, they still got Mike Evans, but to not have Chris Godwin going into the playoffs, that's that's a big deal. And especially now with, I hate to bring up him, but Antonio Brown, especially with him gone now as well, they got some work to do when it comes to the wide receivers. But it's Tom Brady. He done showed us once before he could do it with one wide receiver. He can do it with two wide receivers. He could do it with three. So he probably can throw it to himself and win the game. How many Super Bowls he got. <laughs> But let's see if the Buccaneers can keep this streak going into the playoffs. As Tom Brady, this is a crazy number. Tom Brady goes for his eighth Super Bowl. Tom Brady is the GOAT. Alrighty, next up, we have the Arizona Cardinals versus the Dallas Cowboys. Cardinals 25, Cowboys 22. Cowboys finally played a good team after these past few weeks. And the results show what happened when they play a good team. I'm not going to rain down too bad on the Cowboys, but it's the same thing every year. Get hyped up like they finna win the Super Bowl and come crashing down in the playoffs. Dak Prescott went 24 for 38 for 226 yards and three touchdowns. Zeke and Pollard, they was nowhere to be found in this game. The Arizona Cardinals defense was not allowing them to run the ball at all. That he was playing pretty good. I gotta give it to him. He he was playing pretty good. Especially in that fourth quarter. He was making it count. He came up with some pretty good clutch plays. I gotta give it to him. Yeah, he that that fourth quarter. When they needed him most, he came through. I was watching that game in the fourth quarter and he was really showing how good of a quarterback he really is. But it just wasn't enough. The momentum was on the Cowboys' side. But once Kyler Murray got the ball back at the end of the game, him and Chase Edmonds with those two key first downs, the game was pretty much over with after that. Kyler Murray went 26 out of 38 for 263 yards and two touchdowns. If he didn't have those few hiccups throughout the game, he really could have put it out of reach for the Cowboys. But the Cowboys' defense was playing pretty good. I know I mentioned Jonathan Taylor for MVP, but we got to put Michael Parsons in that conversation as well. To me, he was the still of the draft. He should have been number one, but hey, he fell in the Cowboys' hands, and the rest of the league is paying for it. Just go ahead and give him the Defensive Player of the Year. That award has already been secured. Uh, I, I don't care who else you want to say could be Defensive Player of the Year. Nobody's playing like Michael Parsons right now. So just go ahead, give him that award. And let it be final. Hey, but there's still a chance that the Cowboys can meet the Cardinals again in the playoffs. If so, we'll see if the Cowboys avenge this loss. All right, we got the Buffalo Bills 
and the Atlanta Falcons. The Bills scored 29 points to the Falcons 15. Josh Allen, you let me down in the fantasy football. I was in the Super Bowl in the one game I finally decided to go ahead and start you. You let me down. But hey, this should have been a runaway game for the Bills. But the Falcons said, no, sir, not that easy. Even though they still lost. But the Falcons came through with a good second quarter, but the offense, it was nowhere to be found. But hey, that's pretty much been the Falcons all year long. Josh Allen couldn't keep the ball out of the Falcons' hands unless he ran the ball. He threw three interceptions. But he ran for two touchdowns, so he made up for it. The Falcons were playing some ball-hawking defense all game long. They just couldn't stop Singletary or Josh Allen in the run game. Their run game is really what won that game for the Bills. On one touchdown, Devin Singletary, he carried the Atlanta Falcon player. I can't remember who it was, but he carried him into the end zone. I, I know he hates seeing that replay. Imagine on film day, they showing you getting carried into the end zone. Ooh, hate to be him. Maybe we should just give him the touchdown as well. <laughs> With that win, the Bills clinched the playoffs. Let's see if, what they're going to do in the playoffs this year. They made it last year. They was hot, but didn't go too well once they met the Kansas City Chiefs. So we'll see how it go this year. To the next one, we got the Chicago Bears against the New York Giants. Chicago Bears, 29. New York Giants, three. The New York Giants scored three points in the entire game. Well, hey, as I was reviewing this game, I had to make sure I was reading this right because on ESPN, he said the Giants only had 24 passing yards. The quarterback couldn't have been out there. Obviously, they, they, they had to run it back or they had to punt or they had to kick it at the quarterback because 24 passing yards? I could have went out there and threw 24 passing yards. Yeah, they probably skipping film day for the QBs. Well, the QB. Because that, that, that was just horrible. They shot themselves in the foot after fumbling on the first play of the game. The first play, they go out and fumble. And I guess from that point on, it was murder she wrote because they couldn't make up for it after that. Not to mention, they had four fumbles for the game. Yeah, they throwing that game film in the trash. They they not even going to even review that game. They're just going to say, all right, guys, go out there and have good practice. We're not having film day this week. But Saquon Barkley, he carried the ball for 21 times for 102 yards, but that still wasn't enough to overcome the Bears' defense. The Bears' offense and defense came to play, but how could they not? How easy the Giants made it for them. They, they they made it too easy for them. This game had more fumbles than touchdowns. That's that's ridiculous. <laughs> but hey, do I really have to discuss this game any further? I, I'm sure 
after that last stat I just said, more fumbles than touchdowns. I can just end it with that. All right, next, Cincinnati Bengals versus Kansas City Chiefs. The Bengals scored 34 points, and the Kansas City Chiefs only scored 31. The Chiefs was chasing Jamar Chase the entire game. I'm going to say it again. The Chiefs was chasing Jamar Chase all game. Get it? Chasing Jamar Chase? <laughs> I know that probably was lame, but I know y'all laugh because I laughed. And if you didn't laugh, so be it. <laughs> they literally chased him on one of the plays. I was watching the highlights, and they literally was chasing him from the left side of the field all the way to the right side of the field and could not catch that man. Chiefs came out hot, but the Bengals told them, no, nah, uh-uh, send my own down, send my own down, especially in the second half. Patrick Mahomes went for 26 for 35 for 259 yards and two tutties, as Brady say. If you don't know what tutties mean, it's two touchdowns. Darrell Williams, 88 yards, two touchdowns. Mahomes couldn't manage to get into the red zone at all in the second half. They had to settle for punts for, I think, most of their possessions. But I think their last possession, they ended with a field goal. Come on, Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, you, you missed the red zone. Hey, but when you think about it, Mahomes really hadn't been himself most of, the, most of this season anyway. But I still expect him to be a third in the playoffs. It's, it's Patrick Mahomes, and you got Andy Reid. But Joe Burrow, he shows that he is a top QB to be reckoned with in his league. Burrow it went 30 out of 39 for 446 yards for touchdowns after coming off a 525-yard game last week. He went from 525 yards to 446 yards and four touchdowns. He been heating up just in time for the playoffs. Hey, Bengals clinch, and they win the AFC North. Let's see what Cincinnati going to do this year in the playoffs. Hey, they might can make a run for it, but we'll see. Next, we got the Eagles versus the Washington football team. <laughs> Eagles 20. <laughs> Would they please hurry up and get an actual team name? This Washington football team, they come on, they gotta do better. And then earlier today, I was reading the nicknames that they was deciding to go with. Oh my God, they need to throw all those nicknames in the trash and come up with some more. One of the nicknames was Red Wolves, the Washington Presidents. What? Come. Okay, I'm sorry. Let me go back to what I was saying. Eagles 20, the Washington football team 16. This wasn't one of the best games for Jalen Hurts, especially with him having zero touchdowns. And for him to have zero touchdowns in this game, he can't expect to be playing like that, especially now with them going into the playoffs. Taylor Henneke had a similar out in his will. Zero touchdown as well. He's been looking pretty good this year. I got to give it to him. And I believe next year he'll develop. He, 
He got a good coach on him, Ron Riviera. But we'll see. Let's see if the Eagles can keep this win streak going against the Cowboys. I think they're on like a six-game win streak. So, let's see. Cowboys, what you going to do? Eagles fly high. All right. L.A. Rams, 20. Ravens, 19. Hey, this was a pretty good game. I got to get to the Ravens defense. Them folks came out to a really good start, especially with a pick six from Clark. They came out hot. Defense, they held up most of the game, but they let a few get away from on, I think it was fourth down on the Odell Beckham play. Stafford, he played all right. He turned it around at the right time in his second half. Because the first half, he was looking like a backup, not a starter. Sorry, I just had to say he was looking like a backup. He had five interceptions in the past two games. That's not the type of football he want to be playing right now, especially with them going to the playoffs. If he can keep the turnovers down, I, I give them a shot, especially with their defense, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, and Von Miller. I give them a pretty good chance at going deep in the playoffs. One thing I can say, and I hate Lamar Jackson got hurt. Because he was looking pretty good, especially at the beginning of the season. Lamar Jackson was looking real good. He was on that MVP race again. But injuries and COVID, maybe next year they'll turn it around. They was loaded with a lot of injuries when you think about it. So I I say next year the Ravens, they'll be one of those top teams again. Okay, okay, okay. We got the Chargers and we got the Broncos. Chargers 34, Broncos 13. Justin Herbert was Justin Herbert again. He was went 22 out of 31 for 237 yards, two touchdowns. He was pretty accurate all game long. Wasn't nothing they could do about it. He was throwing it, and it was getting in there. Allen catching it, everybody catching it. Whoever he threw it to, they caught it. The Chargers defense said no to the Broncos all game. They only allow 83 total rushing yards. The Chargers on both sides of the field going to have to keep their same energy come next week once they play the Raiders because they both are playing for a spot to get into the playoffs. Next up, we have the San Francisco 49ers, 23, and the Houston Texans, 7. After coming off a big win against the Chargers last week, I guess the Texans just said, hey, we've got to play football because there was a pretty good win last week against the Chargers, but... I guess they must put so much energy in their game last week that they didn't have enough to go against the 49ers. QB Mills was able to connect to Cooks for the only touchdown of the game for the Texans. Really didn't give them much else after that. Besides, the defense only allowed on the field goal and getting the takeaway in the first half. The second half, the game just got away from them. I mean, it was pretty much over with. Trey Lance, he made a good touchdown throw to Debo Samuel for 45 yards. He finished the game with 249 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. Elijah Mitchell was running the ball to his own wheel for 119 yards. 119 of them, thanks. <laughs> hey, Brandon Ayuk, he was close to 100 yards this game, but he only finished with 94 yards. Him and Debo Samuel pretty much sealed this win for the 49ers. All right, the New Orleans Saints versus the Carolina Panthers. Saints 18, Panthers 10. Defense, 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 defense is what the Saints was singing. Defense, 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 defense is what they came to do. Them folks' defense played good. 
all night. The defense of the past three game has been on fire. Only allowing one touchdown. Hey, the defense, they put the team on their back these past few games. Because their defense is pretty much what's been running the games for the Saints. They sacked Sam Donald seven times and forced two turnovers. Jeez. The second half was very skimp for the Panthers with only 47 yards and zero points. 47 yards for two quarters and zero points? You couldn't even get a field goal. You couldn't even get into the red zone out of two whole quarters. But, hey, it's been the Panthers all season. But good win for the Saints. Let's see if they can keep this going. Next, we have the Seahawks versus the Lions. Seattle Seahawks 51, Detroit Lions 29. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. That boy came to play. That's the Russ we've been so accustomed to seeing. He finally came out, played some ball. He was very accurate throughout the game. DK served the Lions defense at three-piece chicken tender dinner. And what I mean by that is, he had three touchdowns. That's what I've been waiting for to see from Metcalf all season long. Man, I've just been waiting for him to just get fed that ball. And he finally got it fed and he got three of them things. Even though he didn't hit 100 yards, those three touchdowns sure made it feel like he did. I believe next season we'll see a better DK Metcalf, especially if Russell Wilson stays healthy. Versus MVP type of quarterback. So next year... I don't expect him to play like the way he been playing. The lone star tonight for the Lions was wide receiver St. Brown. He had 111 yards and a touchdown. Hey, Seahawks, see y'all next year. Do better in the offseason. Make some changes. Come back next year and play some ball. Moving on to the Packers versus the Vikings. Green Bay Packers, 37. Minnesota Vikings, 10. I'm going to keep this one real short and sweet. Ain't even gonna prolong this one. Rodgers, Adams, unstoppable duo. Nothing you can do about it. Hate to see him go, but I believe Rodgers, he's on out of there. Hope y'all enjoyed the Green Bay way I had him. Gave y'all the Super Bowl. So, hey. But, hey, if he keep playing how he playing, he may gift y'all with another Super Bowl on this last year in Green Bay. So, hey, it'll be time served well with the Packers. Next. We got Pittsburgh Steelers, 26, Browns, 14. I'm going to dedicate this one to Big Ben since this is last season. Pretty much said this is it, but we'll see come offseason. But I'm sure this is probably pretty much going to be it. To all the Steelers fans out there, Big Ben, he completed the task of being a franchise quarterback. He gave y'all two chips, eight NFC North titles. He almost at 64,000 passing yards. Hey. I know the past couple playoffs wasn't his best outings, but, hey, did give y'all two chips. And I'm going to finish off this Steelers versus Brown recap with just some highlights of Big Ben's career. He a two-time Super Bowl champion, NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year, six-time Pro Bowler, two-time NFL passing yards leader. He got the most career 500-yard passing games, four of them, most completions in a regular or postseason game, 47, man, 47 completions. Most passing yards in a relief appearance, 379 yards. Most passing yards in consecutive postseason games, 970. 
Most TD passes in a two-game span, 12. Only player with consecutive games of six-plus touchdown passes. And the only player with consecutive postseason games of four-plus touchdown passes. Let's go. Big Ben, I see you in the Hall of Fame. Well, as I conclude the NFL games, I got to speak on one thing. And I hate to speak on it, but it's out there. Everybody that's seen it. Antonio Brown strikes again. Somebody please explain to me the logic of Antonio Brown thinking. Because at this point, I, I don't understand. I don't even know if he understands it. I'm starting to want to do he even understand himself and the things that he do. Man, this is a professional football league. Professional. It's not where you out there on the streets playing highball or playing light pole to light pole. This is the NFL. Come on, man. What you did yesterday, man, it's, come on. You you better than that, A.B. Man, you literally walked out in the middle of the game while y'all was on offense, and y'all was losing. I mean, he just got off the field a couple of plays before this happened. He was on the field. I mean, at what point do he realize that it's him and not everybody else? At no point, man, should you lead the game unless it's an injury or it's some type of emergency. He even tried to claim that it was an injury on why he couldn't get back into the game. He said it was an ankle injury. But you were sure jumping up and down on that ankle in the end zone when you was leaving out the field. You was able to pull that jersey off and move them feet like you had a brand new ankle. But... Of course, it was an ankle injury. You didn't just disrespect the coach, but you also disrespected your teammates, man. The same teammates that always had your back. Multiple teammates have always spoken up for AB, and this is what he do. He leave them while they on the field losing. All you had to do was get in the game, no matter how mad you was at the coach, take it out on the other team. Go out there play ball, get a touchdown, let it all out. You could have sat down with Bruce Arians after the game and discussed whatever the issue was. i never seen somebody so childish, especially in the field like that. Come on. I was rooting for A.B., but after that, man, I, I really have lost some respect for you. This man was one of the best wide receivers in the game, but he allowed his ego to throw all that away. I mean, come on, A.B., you got to do better than that. It's sad that we might not never see you ever again on the football field, but who fought is it? A.B. fault. What a way to leave it all out there on the field because you sure left it all out there on the field. You left it all out there on the field. You left your career out there on the field because you would never, and it's not my say to say you would never, but I think you would never play in the NFL ever again after that. We just need to really just say a prayer for this man. For some reason, I'm thinking there got to be a deeper issue at hand. He need some type of help or somebody in his camp or somebody just need to really just have a sit down and talk to him. Because he is one of the greatest wide receivers that we ever seen play this game. It is what it is.
AB, man, why you have to go out like that? Come on. Come on, AB. Well, it's just my point of view. And like I said, giving you a fan's point of view, uh, the things that's going on in the NFL and across all the different other sports. This concludes another episode of the OT Sports Podcast. And I just want to thank everyone for coming out and listening yet again. I'm actually, hey, keep your ears open because we have another episode coming soon. If you can, follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me. Spread the word. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your cousins, tell your uncles. Follow the OT Sports Podcast. Thank you. Have a great day. Be blessed. Signing out. Go on.